Here's what a lot of companies do wrong. They send them out the door and say, hey, we'll see you on such and such day at such and such time, and then that's it. In marketing, you would never let a lead go without trying to contact it so many times. You know what I'm saying? So the same situation happens here. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, we got a solo episode for you today. I'm excited about this one. I did not realize I haven't gone over this yet. I think I've touched on it. I think I've maybe hit a few points on it. But have I dived into it on a full episode? And I think you guys that are in door-to-door, in call center sales, um, insurance sales, any type of sales that is mainly commission-based where the interview becomes a sales pitch about the position versus a qualification if they're qualified for the position or not, right? And you guys know what I'm talking about. If you have a sales organization like that, then you basically it turns into you pitching on why it's the right opportunity for them, right? And it's typically more of an entry-level position. And so we have to do what is called an opportunity meeting. That's what we call it. Uh, some people call it a group interview. Um, some people call it a opportunity presentation. But we like opportunity meeting. That's how we schedule it with uh, applicants that are coming in. And so I want to walk through how you should structure this, and if you're, if you're listening to the podcast and you happen to be somewhere where you can pull up YouTube, you may want to switch over to YouTube for this one because I'm actually going to share my screen. I'm going to share the presentation of our opportunity meeting, and it's going to make a lot more sense. So if you can, get the visual, get the visual, and uh, check out our YouTube channel for that, Building Great Sales Teams. Just search it in there. I'll come right up. And you're going to be looking at the playbook group opportunity meetings. So you can follow along with the video there. Okay, so getting right into it. We've done the recruiting. We've gone through that episode and we're executing on it now. Our candidate is walking into the office. All right, this is where the opportunity meeting begins. This is where the sales presentation begins about our company. Right. And so when you walk in the office, you want to have inviting colors. You want the office to be functional and clean and comfortable. You know, you want the office to be more than a whiteboard and some chairs. All right, guys, Uh, if you can help it, if you have the money for it, then you definitely want that admin role up front that receives the people coming in. So if you're in a in in a business like mine, it's door to door, it's commission only. They're skeptical from get. So if they walk in and see a legitimate admin sitting there receiving them and they're filling out a digital application, then that legitimizes the whole deal, right? Granted, I know the argument can be made. A lot of illegitimate companies have all those things, right? But let's just start professional on the front end, okay? Now, if you're in a business like I am, which is solar, and you really need to play up the the culture of the business, then you better have the mission statement, the core values on the wall. You better have colors that pop, not boring colors in an office, right? So if you see everything that we do, 
we have colors that pop in it. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start sharing my screen so I can just kind of give you guys an example of this. And so you'll see in sharing my screen, you'll be able to see this. And that blue color that's popping there. You know, when we were at our height and we had 13 offices and everything going on with that, that color was the accent wall, right? So you'd walk in and you would have that blue pop on the accent wall, right? And so typically our company sign was in front of that and then we maybe had our core values on the other side. And so when you're walking into the office, you want to feel the vibe of the company, the culture of the company right when you walk in. If you guys have team pictures, if y'all have, you know, if you utilize big checks, if you have those things that, that, that capture the culture of the company in a picture, have them on the walls. You know, like a lot of our, when we walk into our offices, we've got the, it's not over when you lose, it's over when you quit. You know, we've got the mindset posters in, in our wall. We're using canvases, so they look a lot nicer. You can't deposit excuses. You guys know the one. When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Love that quote. You know, um, success is not least, and the rent is due every day. You know, I lo- that's one of my favorite Rory Vading quotes, and that's at the front of every office that, that you walk into. I'm um, sorry, success is never owned, it's rented, and the rent is due every day. I looked over at the poster in my office just to make sure. So you guys know what I'm saying. you got to walk in this office. It's got to be exciting, especially in commission sales. It's got to be motivating. Motivation doesn't last. That's why we recommend it daily, right? And our offices should be as such. So when we're looking at this uh, opportunity meeting, you know, the first thing, the first experience this candidate has with us is our digital application. You know, so your digital application should have your logo on it. It should have the pertinent information. And if your onboarding process is fluid, this should be the only time that they enter that particular information. You know, it, when you hire them and they go to sign their 1099 agreement or their W-2, uh, I-9s, all that stuff, that should be pre-filled. We have enough technology now. Take the time so they don't have to fill it out 17 times just to work for you. Right away, that you're removing friction from the onboarding process, Right. So I'll digress on that. I can get into that a lot more, but you guys get the point. Remove as much friction as possible. One point of entry for the whole onboarding process, right? Signatures are different. I understand we got to get signatures. All right. If you can time this, I like to time my opportunity meetings uh, before or after the sales meeting. And the reason I do that is because I want them to see the energy coming in or I want them to see the energy coming out of our sales teams, you know, obviously, you got to have your core values on point. Your culture's got to be on point. can't have a bunch of negative Nancys in the office, right? They're going to get that no matter what. So let them catch the vibe coming in or out of that opportunity meeting. And so that's why I like to stack the sales meeting, you know, 15 minutes before or 15 minutes after uh, the opportunity meeting, right? And so now we're getting into the actual opportunity meeting. So they're walking in. You know, you've got the, the basic setup got a whiteboard, you got a TV, you've got chairs out in front. Again, the office needs to be decorated and inviting as much as possible. And then they're grabbing a seat and what do they see on the screen? They see our, you know, in our case, our gender field solutions and this is our opportunity meeting. Okay. And just so you guys know, this is our solar opportunity meeting. All right. 
So when, when you look at structuring your opportunity, meaning you need to structure it just like a sale. You've got the intro, you've got the qualification, presentation, and the close, okay? And the reason that we structure it this way is because, all right, if we got five people in an opportunity meeting at once, we, we have two choices. We can do one-on-one interviews, and it take two and a half hours to interview five people, or we can do an opportunity meeting over 20 minutes, and then we can do one-on-ones with those people afterwards, 10 to 15 minutes, and we're using our time a lot more efficiently. And a lot of times, you know, the people that aren't interested won't stay for the one-on-ones. So they're, they're reducing the time that we're spending on them, even though they're not going to work there, if that makes sense. And so you want to create a filtering process through your opportunity meeting. All right, so let's get into it. One, have your opportunity meeting professionally designed. Do not design your own opportunity meeting. It will look like trash, I promise you. My first ones were pretty bad, even though I had a graphic design background. It wasn't until I actually went on Fiverr and said, hey, here's my opportunity meeting. Build it out, don't get me wrong, but send it to Fiverr and say, hey, make this sexy. It comes back, it's sexy, and it looks like this, right? So this is our opportunity meeting. When you get into the next page, the first thing we do is the qualification, okay? We want to learn about the people in the room. And I, and I get it. It may be a little awkward, depending on the business that you're in. But if you have an entry-level sales position, it's pretty casual. And if you guys haven't noticed, my podcast, a lot of my training, it's all pretty casual. We're human beings. I don't think anybody wants to work in the stuck-up corporate world anymore. And if you're listening to that and that's where you work, then this probably isn't – this training may not be for your company, Right? And so the first thing you ask them is, who are you? You know, and the way that you do that is, uh, the easiest way is, what are three things you're looking for in a position, right? And typically, what I like to do is give people time to think, right? This isn't a podcast. We don't need them to answer right away. So the way that I do that is I answer that question for them. In the position I'm in right now, I'm looking for three things, X, Y, and Z. I go through my three things, and that makes it easier, so the, the people that are running this opportunity meeting it can be anything from, obviously, the CEO and the owner of the company, but it doesn't have to be, right? You want to be able to delegate this to your management team, your sales manager, or even your assistant manager, all the way down to the trainer. But the trainer should only be running the opportunity meeting when they're about to get promoted to assistant manager, right? Now they're being given those higher level opportunities, right? The more that you can delegate down the ladder, the more uh, production you're going to bring up the ladder, right? And so the person asking this has their own three things they're looking for in a position, you know, and obviously they're in the position they're in because this job satisfied those three things. So right away, you may be qualifying the opportunity for the people right in front of you by telling them those three things and you're giving them time to think about it okay what are my three things so you ask them that question you get the answer and based on that answer is how you're going to structure your presentation right and then you're going to ask them some of the boilerplate stuff what are your goals what motivates you but the most important question comes at the end how much do you want to make in a year All right. so there's two reasons that people get into this business the first is money the second is opportunity Opportunity is the most important, but in the opportunity meeting, you have got to capitalize on the income opportunity initially, the income potential initially. Sorry, I don't want to get things confusing. Um, So 
What are your goals? What motivates you? And it becomes a casual conversation in everybody in the room. Okay? And it's maybe six people having that casual conversation. All right? And then the last question is, how much do you want to make per year? And so the way that we structure this is, okay, they say 50 grand. Okay, completely understand that. We want our people to make a little more than that. But I, I, I completely understand you being your target. Where are you coming from? So the way I'm structuring that question, I'm not asking them how much money they make. I'm asking them, where are you coming from? Right? And they say, oh, uh, right now I'm a, a finisher at a car wash, so I sell detailing. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm guessing you're doing about, I don't know, like 30 to 40 grand a year, something like that. And they shake their head, yeah, about. And you're probably overshooting it a little bit, but you're trying to qualify them for six figures, right? And so now we have qualified the candidates, and now we're going to start kind of going into the presentation, right? And so the top end of the presentation is going to be about the company, and then the bottom end of it is going to be using what you learned in the qualification to close them on the position, right? So the next piece that I'm going to talk about is, hey, we're with Argenta. You know, we have two divisions here at Argenta, Team MDU, a referral-based division that sells AT&T. We've been doing that for 12 years, made over $35 million in commissions. We're very good at it. The second division is Argenta Solar. This one is our internal division that does solar, battery backups, and roofing. This is a fairly new division, but it's ramping up quickly, and that's why you're here. Okay? We, we obtain our sales in a few different ways, and this is the first time that they hear door-to-door, right? So we obtain our sales in a few ways. One of them is door-to-door. One of them is referral-based. And then we, use, we utilize things like social media and referral partners. But the position that you are here for is an appointment setter. An appointment setter on a daily basis is going to be knocking doors. So right away, you scare them a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And it, they may know this already throughout the candidate process. You know what I'm saying? And in your case, if you do insurance, you know, uh, you know I know some insurance companies do door-to-door, but it may be calling cold leads. You know what I'm saying? It may be a call center. But whatever the worst part about that position is, go ahead and get it out of the way up front. You know what I'm saying? Get it out of the way up front, and now we're going to get into the next piece of the the presentation, which is going to be, all right, who are we? This is what we do. We sell AT&T. We sell solar. We do it door-to-door. We do it referral-based. You know what I'm saying? But who are we? All right, well, the partners in the company are Doug and Wayne. They've Doug's been majority owner of Argenta for 10 years. He and Wayne led sales teams to 30 million plus in commissions at that time. Wayne became a partner in 2021. All right, I've got a story. I know who I'm going to be working with and for, right? Leadership. Our ops team is small but mighty. We only employ operational assassins that support our sales teams, okay? So this is where I'm going to talk about if you have been in sales before, you know the worst thing to do to a salesperson is bog them down with admin duties, bog them down with customer service duties. So we take care of that for you. We want to make sure that you utilize all your time in sales and that you're able to be profitable and productive because of that. All right, the next piece is, you know, a few pictures of our sales teams, rainmakers, closers, or sales beasts. It doesn't matter what you call them. These are the elite managers that power our business, right? And so we walk through that, and then we the next piece we go through is the mission statement, all right? 
Why are we here? Our mission is to help one another achieve freedom through finances, fitness, faith, and family. Okay? And so you need to understand at this company, we're not just, we're not just here to make money. We're here to make amazing human beings, and we're here to achieve freedom. That's our mission. And what is freedom? Freedom is getting out of debt. What is freedom? Freedom is being able to, to say what I do with my time when I want to do it. Okay? What is freedom? Freedom is, is being able to live on this earth as long as I want to because I'm healthy. You know, freedom of health, right? What is freedom? Freedom of mindset. Understanding that only I dictate what I want to do with my life. I don't let outside influences pressure me into do, to doing something I want, want to do. Freedom of mindset. And how do I execute on those things? You know, so I talk about that a little bit. All right, guys. So now is the next piece of getting into core values. You know, everybody talks about hiring and firing on core values. And this isn't easy because it's hard to tell early on if someone has a core value or not. You know, and so one of the things that we do is we kind of quiz the group, all right, who we are seeking those who align with our core values. We're not seeking sales beasts. We're not seeking people with sales experience. We're not seeking um, the guy that knows everything about solar. You know what I mean? We're not seeking solar closers. We're seeking those who align with our core values, okay? And our core values are we put the mission first. And so... We'll point at someone in the group, what's the mission? And then hopefully they answer, they've been paying attention, achieve freedom, right? you got to make sure that your opportunity meeting is engaging, right? So we're in the pre- presentation part of this, the pitch, right, the opportunity meeting. So we got to make sure that they're still engaged. And I will. If I see someone that is kind of daydreaming a little bit, I'll ask them the question, and I'll bring them back into the conversation, because I want to make sure that they get the full presentation, right? So the next piece is we operate with integrity. Mr. or Mrs. Candidate, can you tell me about a time where the company or a team member or someone didn't operate with integrity? And not how that made you feel, but what was the result of that? And so one of the things that we recognize is if we operate with integrity, will last a lot longer than the other companies out there. And we have. We've lasted 12 years, right? If we operate with integrity, we'll be more profitable. If we are, and so on and so forth, right? We don't make excuses. We work hard. We pray hard. You guys get the point. At this point in the conversation, we're qualifying them for the position. And then I raise my hand and say, does anyone in here not align with these core values? Of course no one's going to raise their hand. You know, but if there is, if there's a, a salesperson that's from another business in there and he's like, man, I'm Wolf of Wall Street, I'm just about closing, you know what I mean? What is going to happen when we separate, when we say, okay, uh, we're going to go into one-on-ones now, uh, I'm going to have one of my leaders help me out with that, uh, I'm going to work with you, so-and-so first, my leader's going to take so-and-so, and then as soon as we're done, we'll come get the next person. You know what I'm saying? So that waiting period what it creates is the conversation in their head that says, okay, I'm going to do this or I'm not. And if they're not, then they typically leave at that point. Some people are polite about it. Some people just walk out of the room. You know what I mean? You've got people in the office. They typically tell your front desk admin or whatever the case is, right? So you give them a, a chance in this group opportunity meeting to leave if it's not for them. 
you know, you don't want to have to oversell someone, but you do want the chance to present them with the opportunity, right? So we've gone through the core values. Now it's about, okay, acting as if. Acting as if they all already want to work here. They want to start today, okay? So, look, this all sounds good. We've made millions of dollars doing it. You know, maybe even we've given you a few examples of some of our sales reps that have done well. Uh, A nice pattern interrupt to an opportunity meeting is bringing in someone that's recently been successful or been consistently successful over long periods of time, right? So I may bring in an assistant manager and say, hey, uh, this is George. George started six months ago, got himself promoted to assistant manager last month. George, how did you do it, brother? Well, I followed the training. I listened to my leaders. I worked hard. You know what I mean? You know, it's hot out there. It doesn't feel great. But when you, when you finish the day with a couple of sales and you know that you made a couple hundred dollars that day, you're a lot happier. You know what I'm saying? And so that kind of breaks up. That pattern interrupts the opportunity meeting. And now I've got, I've got proof of concept a little bit in another person, right? And that's the tough part. Like if you're just starting out, doing an opportunity meeting in an empty office is very difficult. So as much as you can, bring in your leadership into that opportunity meeting. One, you're training them because they're seeing you do it. But two, they're validating what you're saying, right? And we're, we're human. You know, most humans are followers. They want to be part of a group. They want to be part of a community, which I'm going to talk about after this, millennials and Gen Z. There's a whole other conversation that Zach, Zach Hawkins really opened my eyes up to. If you don't know Zach Hawkins, he's one of my uh, Facebook friends. Look, look him up. All right, so we're getting into the training now. Basically, we're walking them through all right, what is the initial training going to look like in this position? All right, we're going to give you your, your we're going to go through the pitch and packet. You're going to go through three days of field training. You're going to schedule your first appointment. And then once, once you get promoted, then you would go through closer training and freedom training is what we have in the company 1.0. Same thing. You get promoted to lead closer. You go through uh, lead closer training and then Freedom Training 2.0, Area Manager Training, and so on. And so what we're doing throughout this process is we're showing them the opportunity, okay? So there's two things that they have when they sit down that the admin has, hands them. The front part is the comp schedule, the comp plan, right? The comp plan shows them two things. How much do I make for selling this particular product? And then it also shows them how do I get to six figures, Right, because that's something that we're going to be talking about in this opportunity meeting. And then on the back side, it shows them the opportunity structure. Every single candidate gets this, and they go home with it. Right, And so whenever they start fielding the questions about the opportunity, they can just hand it to whoever's asking them. So it's, it's all right there in black and white. This is a cool tool, you know, and it, and it does. You guys have got to be vulnerable. It, it exposes everything about your company. You know, I remember when... I first started out in door-to-door. A lot of managers or, you know, guys that made lateral moves into the company were like, why do you let them walk out with that? What if a company from another, uh, a leader from another company is coming in and stealing your stuff? And I said, hey, they're already a step behind me because I'm constantly innovating that stuff. I'm constantly improving it, right? It's an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. Okay, so on the once I walk them through the training, you know, I'm talking to them as if, this is what we're going to do. I'm assuming the sale, right? So we're going through the, the presentation. Now we're going to talk about um, 
compensation. All right, our average income, the, the, the room average is typically around 25K to 40K. We expect six-figure earnings by the end of year one. If you do what we tell you to do, you will earn six figures in this business. The problem is people don't do what we tell them to do, and then they quit. And so those are the people that don't do that, right? The perks, weekly direct deposit, daily and monthly bonuses, travel opportunities, huge commissions. You decide. Here there are no labels per hour. You decide what you earn, okay? Guys, I understand this is entry-level, door-to-door opportunity meeting. All right, you can pick and choose what you use from this, but the point is to have the structure, the intro, the qualify, the presentation, and the close. All right, we're still in the presentation here. Uh, now we're going over the compensation. A seller appointment setter earns 1500 to 3500 on average per sale. A closer earns 3000 to 6000 on average per sale. Who in here wants to be an appointment setter? Nobody raises their hand. Who in here wants to be a closer? Everybody raises their hand. Well, it's going to take some work to get there. Let's talk about that. Here's the opportunity. Flip your page over. On the back side, you've got the opportunity structure. You start out as a trainee all the way through vice president, okay? And explaining to them what it takes to get to the next level, it's all in writing in the opportunity structure except for the vice president piece. But it's all there, and you walk through that structure with them. Again, two reasons people get into this business. The first is compensation. The second is opportunity. Opportunity is the most important. All right, so now we're taking them through the emotional roller coaster. Tick, tick, tick. Okay, I can make money. Tick, tick, tick. Okay, I can get promoted. Tick, tick, tick. Okay, vice president. Okay, now they're at the height of their emotional, uh, of the, uh, they're at the peak of their emotion right now. All right, they see this opportunity in front of them. And they may be skeptical, too. They may be at the peak of their skeptical emotion, but the point is they're at the peak of of impulse, is what I always like to say in the sales presentation. So now it's time to close. We go through a little bit of product knowledge so they understand, okay, how does this work? A little bit of reasons why that we are able to sign customers up. So in in our case, it's solar, so you can see that we're going through that. And then we go through the closing questions, right? We ask them to close themselves. How does this fit into what you're looking for? You're asking people in the room. Why would you be successful with us? What are your biggest strengths for this position? Now we're starting to have them pitch us, right? And that is a nice transition into the one-on-one afterwards, okay? What would be your biggest challenge, and when are you available to start? So typically... Depending on the vibe of the room, we may, we may go straight into the one-on-ones and just prep them with these questions. Say, hey, some of the, we're going to go into a one-on-one. These are some of the questions that we're going to be talking about. And so um, be ready for them when we do our one-on-one. You know? And that's where we're going to, again, we're going to have a hard conversation with them about, do you really want this? We're going to qualify them again. So everything we're doing in this opportunity meeting, you know, and the one that we have, we're doing a full, what I like to call a full court press. They're in the room. We explain them the opportunity. It all sounds like sunshines and, and rainbow, but we don't want to waste our trainer's time. So we're doing a full court press. We're making sure they know the tough things about the position. Sometimes your installs get pushed out to 60 days. You know what I mean? Um, you only get... Uh, $1,000 of your commission up front, and then you've got to wait until it installs before you get the rest. So there is a cycle that you're going to go through, and then eventually it'll level out and you'll maintain your income. 
But the first three months, it's going to take you to get to, you know, that six-figure income that we're talking about as long as you do what we tell you to do. And so um, we'll go through all that. We'll see if they have any questions. And then at that point, we'll set them up for orientation, right? And so now they've gone through the complete opportunity meeting. And so we've gone through the the complete presentation. We've got them into one-on-ones. We've closed them on starting with us. And so typically, if you do this right, you can set them up to start same day, depending on the position. If it's super entry level like ours is, if it's somewhat casual, a lot of people will not have a problem starting the same day if they're, if they're not currently working. Some people will have two weeks. Whatever the case is, here's what a lot of companies do wrong. They send them out the door and say, hey, we'll see you on such and such day at such and such time, and then that's it, right? Or they say, oh, I need two weeks. Okay, take your two weeks and then come back and see us. You know what I mean? Like in marketing, you would never let a lead go without trying to contact it so many times. You know what I'm saying? So the same situation happens here. So what we like to do is at the end of that one-on-one, we have a web form. And the manager fills out that web form. And that web form basically says, uh, you know, it has their basic information that matches them up to the application, right? But the most important piece is, all right, notes on the candidate. Um, Do they want to start and what day they're going to start? So there's structured days that the orientations happen, typically two days a week. So what day do they want to start? And then do they have a car? So, So what we do is we go through qualifying questions to make sure they're qualified to operate within that position, right? We fill out all those qualifying questions in the form. We hit submit on the form, and what that does is it schedules them for the orientation. And so now the next day the manager has an orientation. He has a schedule of candidates that are starting, notes on each candidate in case he didn't. He's not the one that ran the opportunity meeting. So it, it's, it's all there for him. He knows who's coming in, what the, the uh, assistant manager liked about him, what they didn't like about them, and if they were fully qualified for the position or is there a hurdle we're going to have to overcome because they don't have a car, they don't have a cell phone, whatever the case is, right? Again, everything I'm going over is very entry level. You can adjust depending on the position that you're hiring for, right? I understand some of you guys are hiring college grads. I understand some of you guys are hiring uh, people with, you know, 10 years of sales experience. Adjust for what you are hiring for, but the structure of the system does not change. It's intro, qualify, present, close, and then schedule for orientation or sales training, whatever you call it, but maintain your lead throughout, right, until they say, no, I'm not interested in this opportunity. And so at that point, that's a dead lead, right? But again, if they don't show up for orientation, typically we'll text them out a survey. Okay, this is incredibly important. You always want feedback on every piece of your sales program. If they leave or they don't, basically, if they don't get hired, then we send them out a text message and we do a survey. And we want to know, basically, you know, what did you think about the opportunity? You know, uh, what were your thoughts about the uh, management giving the opportunity? Why did you decide not to go with us? And what would you improve about our recruiting and opportunity meeting process? You know what I'm saying? We get that feedback. Right away, and you would be surprised at what you get. 
Some of it is typically, oh, I think it's unprofessional that we didn't have a one-on-one interview. Completely understand it's not for you, no big deal. You know what I mean? But they'll say things like, I thought it was weird that I walked into the office and one of the salespeople was rapping with one of the other salespeople. Okay, I'm in door-to-door, this stuff happens, right? I thought it was an unprofessional environment, right? And so, like, some of my managers in the past have tried to do the opportunity meetings away from the sales meetings so that they didn't run into the salespeople we already had. But the question is, why do you have salespeople that can't act professional when they know they've got new candidates walking in? So that's incredibly important. And so, guys, I wanted to give you all a good playbook on opportunity meetings or group interviews, group opportunity meetings, whatever you want to call them. And this is when you're hiring for volume. You know, we're, we're, not, we're not doing this right now. We're not doing this right now because we're not hiring for volume. We are hiring like one person a week, very specific. We want them to qualify on every one of our metrics. You know what I'm saying? But if you are hiring for volume, this is the best way to do it. And we will do it this way again eventually when we know that the people that we have in place can filter out the, the people that we don't want, right? But we're taking our time in the meantime. But I have done this, uh, this style of opportunity meeting for years, and it's gotten me hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sales reps for my home service-based campaigns. So I would absolutely execute on this. And what you're doing is you're systemizing your recruiting process, and you're taking as much as you can off of the sales manager, right? The, the sales manager has nothing to do with any of this process except the opportunity meeting and the one-on-ones after He does his part, he fills out the form, he submits it, and then he's done with that piece, right? And then he's operating the rest of the sales program. So hopefully you got some value from this. As always, like, share, comment, subscribe, leave a review. And uh, as you guys know, we have a new newsletter out. So go check that out at buildinggreatsalesteams.com. I appreciate y'all. Have a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. Be sure to execute on what you just heard and let's get building. As always, remember to subscribe and leave a review wherever you consume podcasts. You can also head on over to buildinggreatsalesteams.com and sign up for our newsletter to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the podcast. See you next time.